Hello and welcome to this special edition of your Sports Memo Podcast, the ACL Sports Pod. My name is Calvin Emeka Umuka. What we're going to do in this um, pod today, I've been getting uh, voice notes from people across the country in Nigeria and I'm going to play some of them, some of the voice notes back and then I'm going to call, I'm going to call some of these um, people and then I'll speak to them and then later in the show uh, I would have um, two or three others people who, who would also speak about football and anything else generally in uh, in the sports world especially as it, as we are affected by this COVID-19 virus it has been what going close to a month now or is it or close to that since this shutdown and we all know that football is nothing sports generally is nothing when it's when it is lives that are at stake therefore we there's all sorts going on stay at home challenge and um footballers showing videos of what they've been doing while at home even other non other non-footballers have been showing what they've also been doing while quarantined at home or is it self-isolated at home but there there you have it on this on this show we are going to just speak about any um, football matter stay with us yeah welcome back i'm going to play um the first um the first voice note i got here which is from agbo chikuma who um sent his in from somewhere in nigeria here we go from nigeria i'm an arsenal fan and this is a very terrible period for the world of football and um it's tough for everybody hopefully this is going to get over and we cannot get back to the spot that we all love. Um, I wish and I pray that all the Arsenal fans all over the world stay safe out there. Not just the Arsenal fans, but um, every other body should uh, stay safe. And um, I pray that the coronavirus gets away and we can get back to football because this, this is boring. It's getting to a month now, there's no football and this is not what we planned for. But we hope that this is one of those periods where things don't go as turn as we pray and I uh, hope that they turn out but hopefully they should find a way to get the league over with so we can plan for next season um, everybody stay safe out there peace yeah I was at Buchukuma saying basically asking everybody to stay safe out there I, I like that the next I'm going to play Obey from Lawa Shadow who sends this is message from Kwara State in Nigeria. My name is Lawa Shadow from Kwara State. I want to share my thoughts on the best striker to have played in the English Premier League era. Alan Sherrill still has the highest number of goals record, but I'm not going with him because he's too old fashioned for me. When I look at the attackers that have played in the Premier League over the years, it's difficult for me to sit beyond TT, Thierry Henry. His numbers in front of goal were exceptional. Not only that, his record of assisting a league season is yet to be broken. It was a nightmare for defenders and teams. I'm not sure you can talk about the Premier League without mentioning Stiti's name. He scored good goals, turners, great goals. In fact, during Stiti's generation, he would be number two after Ronaldo de Lima. 
Then added Pete Rooney and Aguero next to Titi. No disrespect to the likes of Owen, Cole, Cantona, Sheriam, York, Drogba and the rest. But what Henri has done in the Premier League for me was exceptional. I'm sure he's an Arsenal fan, so I'm not surprised that he picked Henri. Having said that, in his pump uh, in the Premier League, Thierry Henry scared the living daylights out of um, defenders. And apart from that, he was just exceptionally talented also. So yeah, I can understand where he's coming from. But I'm sure fans of other clubs will probably might probably differ with him. But yeah, that's what football is about. And that's probably what we've missed um, since this um, isolation due to COVID-19 virus. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Hello and welcome back. Um, I've got on the line AGK Ikuago from um, uh, Plateau State in Nigeria. He's a Plateau United fan. So he says in the voice note that he left. So I would want to speak to him because I prefer the fact that he's talking about um, or I like the fact that he's talking about the MPFL. Um, AGK, welcome to your Sports Memo Podcast. Right. So, what was it you were saying about Plat- Plateau United? I said we, we. I say we because I'm a Plateau United fan. Uh, <laughs> we're in good form, and I think we're going to win the title this year. You, you really think so? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I, I like the fact we play good football. We have the highest clean sheet so far, eleven in the league. And um, of all the teams who've picked the maximum, um, who've picked more away victories than any other team. So I think we're on good shape. Uh, how, long, how long have you been supporting Plateau United? Um, three years now, because I came into the town three years ago. So since I came in, I have always been an added fan of them. I go to watch matches and uh, I follow their programs online. Tell me, tell me, uh, as a fan who follows the MPFL, what what is your what is your yeah. match day experience like normally when you go to when you go to the ground? Okay, um, we moved from the old stadium to the new stadium, so access to the stadium for one is um, easier. The old one used to be smaller, and um, and parking spaces used to be very minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is spacious, uncompleted so far, but it's much bigger. Can hold twenty five thousand if completed. Okay. So on a regular match day, uh, you buy your tickets close by, and then you have to man- maneuver your way because some crowd, some people are there who want to come and watch matches but don't want to pay. So you have to find <laughs> them through and security officials and so. But it's, 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 a, it's a good experience. So, but when you get into the ground, there's no, there's usually no problem. Yes. Wait, wait. Have Have Plato United lost any league home league game this season? So what? Okay, you're a home, usually a home fan. How how yeah, well how welcoming are you guys to away teams? Okay, I, I would tell you something for a fact. When Canopilas came, they played good football, mm-hmm. very good football. And at the point, I, I felt oh maybe if this game ended in the draw, something may happen. But I saw people around me cheering them on, clapping for them, and. 
you know, we we have this this mentality that um, home must win. Mm. But I want to say it's gradually changing. When you come, when you come and you play good football, people support you. People support you. So I, I think that's the way to go. So does that mean that usually, um, or well, or in some cases that um, home fans probably get upset if they think that the officiating is bad, not. They don't get upset when the opposing team play well. Yes, that's 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 the point. Home fans get upset when few the, the officials are being manipulative. I, I, I witnessed last season MFM came and they played good football under Fidelis Kichiko. Mm-hmm. Played very good football, and um, we ended up happy for them. They ended up with two to draw, and everybody went home happy because officiating was fair, very fair. So mm-hmm. I, I think our officials have to do a, a, a lot more convincing us that the they are fair to the game, and then we can minimize incidents of um, of match day violence in our stadiums. Tell me, how does a young man like you, um, or how many people within your age age bracket do you think um, follow Plato United um, in Plato State where you live? Okay, well, in Plato United, the, the, the fan base is huge. Um, for one, Ahmed Musa grew up from the ranks, uh, didn't make it like uh, BK went to Canada. So um, the, the, the followership is, 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 is much, but I would like to see many people from my my age grade do more because uh, if we want to promote this league further, I think we have a role to play. So it's it's, it's, it's few and far. We, I have actually had a few friends playing for the cadet teams in the PC United. Oh, really? So, um, hopefully, do yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I have to meet with any goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, I will see them in the first team. And, and what are the chances of the of the players from the cadet team making it through to the um, the first team? Are there players in the first team at the moment who, at least you might have heard uh, of, that came through through the cadet team? Chances are, to be honest, very minimal, very minimal because most of our teams prefer to buy trusted players. That's why you see a name recycling for over 10 years, 15 years in the league. Mm. Uh, chances are very minimal. Um, the friend I have is a uh, undergraduate, he's in 300 level, and um, he's combining football and, and, and education. So it's a bit tough for him, but I keep supporting him to go further. But uh, I think the clubs have to look inwards. We have the talent, and uh, if they want to try something new, instead of recycling these old legs, um, they need to give um, these young people a chance, and when they do, we reap benefits of them. Hold on a second. A 300-level university boy is playing in the cadet of yes. of Plateau United. <laughs> yes, uh, it sounds strange. <laughs> that that yes. is fundamentally wrong. He should be in the first team at, the mo- at his age. Yes. Yes, I. I agree, I agree. And the, the chain with the first team, he doesn't make um, the match day squad. So when I asked him why, he said because he's a cadet team. And I said, okay, if that's the way they, we do it here, okay. So he might end up being in his 30s in the mm. cadet team, and when he moves, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think so. The problem is, yeah, the problem is the structure. Structure. Listen, educate. I think you and I were going to speak some more after this thank you so very much for coming on um, ACS Pod Pod thank you you're welcome sir you're welcome sir
Yes, it is still the ACL Sports Pod podcast, and that was AGK Iquago talking to us about MPFL and Plato United, which I actually really, really liked. Anyway, I'm changing tack. I am going to um, Canada and also to Lagos. For my things, I have two Liverpool fans on on the pod um, for the next few minutes. Um, in in Canada is um, Sholai Gunjobi, who is also one of our columnists at ACLSports.com. In Lagos is Lakule Yusuf, two rapid Liverpool fans. I'm wondering what they're going to say. Listen, I don't even care what they're going to say because we have we have um, certificates of uh, top of the league prepared for them thanks to um, uh, the COVID-19 virus. Anyway, luckily, welcome to ACL Sports Pod. Why, why is he laughing? Are you going to welcome to the pod or not? Um, thank you for having me. Um, Lakule Yusuf, I'm in Lagos. Okay. I'm excited to be here this evening. Welcome. Mr. Gujobi? Yes, I'm right here. You know the drill. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want me to talk about? There's really to talk about today. Really, 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 really. Today what? is that day where African champions for the first time. Fantastic. And I remember watching that game on TV my dad and um, the special excitement for me was that the three goals were scored by my infernal infernal ever loved club shooting stars scored two Udalawa scored the third goal and every year since that year I remember today and I said yes I was part of Nigeria's history as a supporter from the front of a TV so what do you recall about that day it's interesting. It's, I can't even believe it's 40 years ago. It just shows how old I we all are I swear to God, that shook me. That shook me when I realized it was 40 years. <laughs> 40 years ago. What What strikes me more is how how we've um, how things have changed since then. Because this was our first Nations Cup win, mm. and you know, if you if you talk to Nigerians now, we think oh, this Nations Cup thing, we should be winning it all the time. We, up to that point, we had never even won it. That was our first one. It was our and, first final uh, too. It was our first final too. We've been to a semis, I think, a couple of times before that. It was just, uh, the, it was as if the old nation was waiting to lift the cup on that day. And, uh, and as the goals went in, and especially against a fair team like Algeria, mm. who uh, we had, I mean, we always had history. We always had fairs of North America, North African teams at the time. So to beat one back then, because I beat them so convincingly, was was really was really good. It was uh, just an outpouring of joy. But um, luckily, you know, you talked about Shengoregba um, and Mudalawa being the goal scorers. Yeah. I tell you one thing that always fascinates me, yeah. and. Yeah. I I remember that it took me a while to I think I was probably in Unilag, which was probably like ten years after, that I realized how sensational that second first goal was. It was an it was just a superb goal. It really was. What do you what, what do you remember of that goal, Lakuli? I think two days ago 
Just pick up now. interview with him and I I think it was close to two hours I was speaking to the man I have always maintained that he was Nigeria's first football superstar he cut across the entire country nobody nobody doubted his quality you know as we were going around there, what what did Shekwane Gwami mean to you it was uh, I don't know I mean there was even if you didn't follow soccer, you knew Shegun Degban. It was just that big. Mm. It was, uh, it was a really. I'm not sure if we had any bigger star for years after that. Maybe with uh, players started moving to Europe and people like Okocha and uh, Kanu playing for Arsenal. Mm. But back then, Odegba, I mean, anywhere you mentioned the name, even our parents who were not paying attention to soccer, everybody knew. You didn't have to explain yourself. My my appreciation for for Big Sheg probably even came later when he when he slowed down and stopped playing. Remember, I mean, back then, he, we thought of him as a winger, right mm, winger, mm. tormenting fullbacks. But when, by 83, 84, when he became, he wasn't dribbling so much, he now showed his, uh, he moved centrally and started scoring goals. Yeah. I remember him particularly from 83 when Shooting Stars won the title. Yes. And, in, and then in 84, when Rashidi Yetini joined the team and took him under his wing, and the man, you know, was already on his last legs then, but his quality still shone through. He was such a big star at the time that uh, for him to score two goals in the Nations Cup final, it doesn't that doesn't happen often. I mean, I'm did it a few years later, but still, at that time, there was no bigger name. I'm not sure even in the whole of Africa. I mean, these were different times. This wasn't. It was before internet and, mm. Uh, mm. and all that. But even all over Africa, you couldn't mention Chekhov. Everybody knew Chekhov. Was, he, was, he was the biggest star we had for maybe 10 years. Luckily for you, um, in your one of the tweets you, you did, you, you were talking about um, the quality of um, Hajimuda. So for, for, for young fans who, who probably never saw Hajimuda play, how would you describe Ajimuda to them? Uh, on radio, they asked him about Muda. Shekwane Gwami said, this is the person that maybe if he had gone to school, he would have been the, he would have been the best engineer ever. If he became a medical doctor, he would have been the best medical doctor ever. That every time he watched Muda play, ha, 
for me personally, my first, um, uh, my personal affiliation to Mudalawa was because we share the same name. I'm also a Muda. Okay. So, but I saw him play almost every position at shooting, at Abiola Babes, at stationary stores. The only position I didn't play was goalkeeping. If you ask, in my opinion, Muda Lawal is the best Nigerian ever to kick the round leather. He wow. did it over and over. And on top of it all is humility on the field of play. Mm. Mm. He became a member of the team where Stephen Keshi, who was 22 years old, was captain in 1984, if you remember. Mm. Yep. He, was, yep. he was so nonchalant about being he, he just wanted to play football. Leadership out on the field of play that won me over forever with him. You know, I don't know, I can't remember one game at National Stadium. We were there, we were sitting at the you know, how you sit in the stadium and then players or ex players start to come out of um, out of the tunnel, right? Hajimuda had retired at this time, so. Hajimuda steps out of the tunnel. The national stadium erupts. So he was not even playing. Yeah. <laughs> the guy wasn't even playing. He just comes out of the tunnel and waves his hand. And everybody starts shouting, Muda, Muda, Muda. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he, was, he, was such a, he was such a great player. I mean, what strikes me about that, that set, him, Felix Owolabi, even Odegba was the kind of versatilities. Now that I look back, I can appreciate. Because Muda, you, you could try and think, what's his position? Was he was he an attacking midfielder, a central midfielder? Mm. At shooting star, sometimes he played right wing. When he came and played with Keshi and Co in '84, uh, what position was he even playing? I don't know. I don't even remember. He scored, he was, he scored in, in the final. He was in midfield. That's all I remember. <laughs> he was still running around there. He wasn't even captain. He had been captain before. Yes. He was still running around there, supporting the young guy, still scoring goals. I mean, he was just such a versatile, full of running, full of energy. He was such a, such a smart player. He was. Listen, gentlemen, thank you very, very much for coming on ACL Sport Podcast. Um, we've managed to talk about uh, the, the event of 40 years ago. Thank you. Thank you. Um, who knows, wait, maybe sometime next weekend, we might um, talk about um who knows liverpool's impending title win we'll see we'll see what happens all right guys it's been a pleasure Cole and i have never met we're social media friends so this is the first time hearing his voice we just start on twitter no, no worries. it's a pleasure thank you guys so that's it on the 40th anniversary of the 1980 afghan win we've wrapped up this edition of your sports memo podcast ACL Sports Board. It's been my privilege to to have had to speak to the um, very number of people that I've spoken to today and I, I hope that you enjoy this episode and when you do, please do subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to it and do share to your friends and family. Till I come your way again on the next episode, my name is Calvin Emeka Stay safe out there, people.